0: Alright,
1: hello everybody. So very excited for you to join us. Thank you, thank you so much. We are here for episode one of Wrestling Extravaganza. I am super, super pumped for this. Uh, We've got some really awesome content here. It's the first of hopefully many episodes of this brand new podcast. Uh, With myself, Greg Mitchell from UltimateSportsTalk.com, daughter in the background, and then also a really, really awesome friend of ours, friend of Ultimate Sports Talk, friend of the channel, super awesome supporter, and wrestling aficionado, we have none other than Mr. Jay Quick himself. So Mr. Quick, would you like to give yourself a little introduction here?
0: Yeah, sure. I'm Jay Quick. I've been a wrestling fan since I was like three years old. I watch anything, even if it's bad. (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll watch midget wrestling if it's. I'll watch anything because I love wrestling. And I'm glad that we finally are doing this after talking about it. Right. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's have some fun.
1: Yeah, man, me too. So on the docket today, we've got uh, two really awesome topics. We're planning on going for about an hour here tonight. So for the first half hour of the show, we're going to talk about AEW Double or Nothing here coming up on Sunday. Uh, We're going to go through the matches. We'll kind of give our own dialogue, uh, what we think is going to happen, a little bit of predictions, but more just a, a quick overview of the show and then in the second half hour, we will swap over to Impact Wrestling and their Slammiversary, 20th anniversary of Slammiversary show coming up uh, here very soon. Uh, unfortunately, I think both of us have been pretty disappointed with the booking so far. So what we're going to yep. do tonight, and hopefully at your enjoyment, is some fantasy booking. What would we like to see Slammiversary look like? Uh, so I'm sure there's going to be some surprises, some, probably some, uh, interesting thoughts from all of you, uh, feel free as, as we go through this here in the chat, I'm going to try to keep my eyes on the chat and we'll bring up comments as they, uh, as they come up. If you've got questions or anything, feel free to, to do that. Uh, but with all that said, let's go ahead and get into AEW. Let's so in. Sunday is, is the big day. And honestly, Jay Quick, I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten that <laughs> this pay-per-view is even happening. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. been so focused that's on, on A-E-W. AEW. And that's on AEW because all their focus, like you said, has been forbidden door this, forbidden door that. Right. Book right. your own shows first. Yep. This is your big, this is your anniversary.
1: Book it like it. Right. Yeah, it really does feel like more of an afterthought. I'm I'm <laughs> disappointed that there's there's been very little build up and as we go through these matches, I mean, I I was looking at this earlier today and most of these matches I'm thinking I don't really care. I don't care. Most of, you know, nothing's going to happen in this one. It, I mean, a lot of really good wrestling will still and happen.
0: And whose fault is that? That's yeah. AEW's fault.
1: Right. Yeah, and you know we've heard so much about Tony Khan being the master Booker, and I have no doubt that there's going to be really good wrestling on the pay per view. But as far as matches that I'm invested in, I, it just really, really lacks. Jay Quick, I don't know. I, I don't know. And how there's else one to put
0: match it. on there. There's one match on there, friend, that I need you to explain to me on when we get to it. <laughs> All right. That's because I don't good. even know what it is.
1: Well, I hope that I can explain it. We'll see. Uh, So let's go ahead and get into the card. Uh, We'll start with the pre-show, at least what's been announced so far. We've got the team of Hookhausen, so Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. What are your thoughts there?
0: My thoughts are I like Hook and Danhausen as a team. You can't have Dan Housen lose his first pay-per-view match or hook. So my thoughts are the Hookhausen is gonna beat Tony Nice and Mark Sterling, but I don't think Tony Nies will take the pin.
1: You think it'll be smart, Mark, taking the pin? Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I don't see any way that Hookhausen loses this match. I mean, I don't really know where it would go if Hookhausen does lose i mean what's the benefit here there's no
0: I there's mean, no benefit.
1: there's no story or build from all, all of this i mean it's been kind of nice to see hook you know break out of his shell a little bit we heard it kind of his first words with danhausen we thought those two were going to go at it now hook seems to be danhausen's savior okay i'm i'm still following along but Tony Nese and Smart Mark kind of came out of nowhere for me. They blindsided me in this whole story a little bit. I I understand that they needed somebody for Hookhausen to go up against. It seemed odd that it ended up being these two, but yeah. I just I'm was not odd. invested. I, I, I again we're gonna it's gonna be a common theme that you're gonna hear throughout the rest of the night. I'm not invested in this match. I'm not seeing a lot of uh, creativity or a story that makes me even care about the people involved in this in this match at all
0: no it's it's odd because look at tony knees who's a great athlete and then you look at mark sterling who <laughs> Right. why is he in the match
1: <laughs> right i thought he was a manager <laughs> like what
0: like why are you in the match i mean wasn't there anyone else on that roster you could have put tony knees with right but if Danhausen and Hook loses like you said, what's the benefit?
1: Right. I mean, if they lose the only potential build that I can see and it's not even a real build that I think people want to watch is a Hook versus Danhausen type of match. But I mean, Danhausen just got destroyed a couple of weeks ago by Tony Neese. My
0: so Tony Neese.
1: What's the? You know, I don't have any interest in seeing Danhausen wrestle Hook. I don't have any interest in watching Danhausen wrestle Tony Neese. I like Danhausen being teamed with Hook to some degree. I think it gives Hook a different, um, a different aspect to his character. Where now you've got your voice, you've got kind of that comedic piece to, t- to tag on top of, the the ruthless you know muscle that is Hook, but I I don't know man, uh, other than them forming as a team, I really this match doesn't do anything for me. I'm glad. I-, I just
0: hope Taz. I just hope Taz stays out of it.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, let's see. We're getting some comments here in the chat. I'll go through them quickly. Uh, okay. Real mars says, "Love that Danhausen or be cursed." Uh, Hunter Dillon, you.
0: thank you for the Danhausen. <laughs>
1: yeah, Hunter Dylan, uh I woke up from a nap and almost found myself wandering into the Discord. Thank goodness I was paying attention. Hi Alt and Jay Quick. Uh, One of my friends who Jay and I know always jokes I should be managed by Mark Sterling in wrestling. I'd rather be managed by Danhausen. That's funny, Dylan. Honey, you should
0: be managed by Mark Sterling. We've been over this. (laughs)
1: Uh, and then real dash. Uh, if Hookhausen loses, I'll kill all of Hookhausen momentum, or it'll it'll kill all of Hookhausen. It will exactly, yeah. Again, there's no payoff if they lose. I, I don't I don't see there being any benefit there.
0: May um, I, piggyback off that real quick?
1: Absolutely. What momentum? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there is none. There is none
0: but they haven't even had a match together.
1: Right. Right. All right, guys. Well, I think we've talked about the pre-show enough. Uh, that's yeah. the, the one and only match so far announced on the pre-show. Uh, I guess that there would probably be one more uh, based on what we've seen with other AEW pay-per-views, but who knows what that's going to look like. They still if have, I had to guess, it'll probably time. be
0: like Sammy and them in a mixed tag or something.
1: Something, yeah, you're you're probably right. Uh, so let, let's go ahead and go into one of the next matches that have been announced. So Jade Cargill, uh, current AEW TBS champion, uh, with Kira Hogan and Red Velvet, defending her championship against Anna Jay of the Dark Order. Would you
0: want think? to take this first or me?
1: So, um, I'll go ahead and go, um. I I know that Jade Cargill is one of the big faces that they want to promote within the company. I get all of that. She needed a match on the card. I get all of that, too. Um, Anna Jay, I honestly don't remember the last time I saw Anna Jay wrestle in a match. I, I know it's been a little bit since I've watched religiously, but I don't know that she's been on TV regularly. I think she's probably been on Dark a few times. But uh, whatever made her the next in line for the TBS Championship is beyond me. Um, I think there's plenty other in the divi- plenty others in the division that are way more worthy of a title shot. I also don't understand why Jade Cargill now needs two uh, wrestlers on her side on the outside. I mean, we basically set up a new Britt Baker DMD setup um which you know is still going there's not anything different so why do we have a former champion doing it and a current champion doing it it just doesn't make any sense it's almost like AEW's run out of creativity uh here so and even thinking about the two wrestlers in this match I don't see any way that they go into that they go into Forbidden Door. If they even want to defend this championship at Forbidden Door. They may even they may just put Jade Cargill on the sidelines for Forbidden Door, but I have no idea why they would go into that with Anna J as the champion. I there's to me Jade Cargill retains easy. This is a this is one that I get why it was booked to some degree, but I'm not I have no interest in it at all. I think it's going <coughs> to be a total a total uh walkthrough for jade cargill. notice notice i'm smiling i'm ready for this one <laughs> yeah man go go let's see it jade cargill
0: squashes anna Jay in a minute yeah anna Jay. and you're right she's wrestled on dark in six women tags right she hasn't beaten nobody Jay, if Jay Cargill loses this, it's because, oh, the Dark Order. And you, me, and Dash had a conversation about the Dark Order earlier.
1: Right. Yep.
0: That's the only reason they would put the title on her. Because, oh, the Dark Order. She did it for Brody. That was a year ago. No offense, I love Brody Lee. But she shouldn't be a champion. Jay yep. Cargill squashes Anna J.
1: Right. Yeah. I I think you're exactly right. I just don't see... And, and, you know, to be honest, I don't really understand why this is needed. Jade Cargill's already a, a force to be reckoned with. Like, what does this match prove? It doesn't further any stories for her. It doesn't build up anything. Unless there's some sort of interesting run-in that sets something big up, maybe a surprise um, you know, new person who gets signed that nobody's even thinking about... I, I could see something like that, but I honestly, I don't think that AEW is that creative to even do to do anything like that at this point. I think it's just going to be, like you said, a squash match. It's over in a few minutes. The entrances probably took longer than the actual match itself. There's only two run-ins that would interest
0: me. I'm going to bounce these off you our first podcast. Okay.
1: Athena. Yeah. Candice LeRae. Yeah. Um Candace Leray I think only makes sense if um if Johnny Gargano is definitely gonna show up later in the night. I don't under I don't I don't think you do anything with Candace LeRae at this point. Um but I do like the I do like Athena. It's interesting though that you mentioned that because so for us that are here local to the Chicago area, warrior wrestling is a big Independent company here. Uh, Thunder Rosa just vacated the championship, the women's championship, at their last pay per view um, because she was she had other responsibilities that she had to she had to manage, such as being the new AEW women's champion. Which
0: uh, we'll so, get
1: to it later, right? So, and on that pay per view, Athena ended up winning the championship. So there's some history there. So I could see maybe something with Athena, but I, you know, I still think that that probably wouldn't work out well. Um, Athena's still kind of bouncing around. She's trying to find her footing in the independence. Um, I don't think she wants to jump into a contract or any kind of long-term relationship with anybody for a little while. Sure. Um, so this would probably, if they did do something with her here, it would probably just be a, a one and done or, or you know, a two or three <laughs> show uh, real small stint. Which I don't would see be it being okay? long-term. Yeah. Yep. I'm okay. Again, that's what I'm... That's with Johnny, Johnny Impact. Right. And I'm okay with it if it builds to something else. If they do something, <laughs> like... Have the have a run in, have some sort of setup, and then that builds to a match later on. I can I can get behind that, but if they just do a squash match in five minutes and it doesn't do anything for either wrestler, I don't get why it's even on the pay per view. When I, this I match don't... was
0: announced, I was like, I scratched my head and I almost messaged you like why is this match happening?
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. Why? Um, so, going to the chat real quick. We do have a couple of new names that have uh, popped up to say hello. Uh, Mythical Punk, hello, welcome to the uh, to the chat. Uh, he says Jade sucks. Um, <laughs> and then uh, just your average Jen. Uh, thank you so much for popping in and saying hello. It's awesome to see you. Uh, all right. Anything else to say about that one before we head to the next match? Oh, huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on the men's side of the Owen Hart Cup tournament setup, we've got coming up this week Kylo Riley and Samoa Joe to decide who goes into the finals to face Adam Cole. Um, do you you want to go ahead and take this one first? Yeah.
0: All right. My the, my pick first tomorrow night is Samoa Joe. Okay. So I but in my opinion. I think this is built for Adam Cole to win. However, follow me on this. It's going to be a screw job Mm -hmm. because Jay Lethal is going to interfere with that big Indian guy who looks like Khali or the undisputed elite or undisputed, whatever
1: they're called is going to interfere.
0: Either way, Adam Cole wins the Owen Hart
1: cup. Okay. All right. Um, I think we're very similar here. I actually think it's the other way around. I think uh, Kyle O'Reilly ends up winning against Samoa Joe, but for the exact same reason that you said. I think uh, we end up seeing Jay Lethal and that crew interfere, costing Samoa Joe the match. Then that sets up Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Um, I think, in my opinion, I think Tony Khan has – has a real thing for seeing those two wrestle each other. It's got its roots back in ROH and Japan. It's also got, you know, some NXT feel as well, um, which, you know, I know he was a fan of for their wrestling, their quality of wrestling as well. I, I see that happening there. And then at the pay-per-view, you get Kylo Riley and Adam Cole. To me, I think you still see Adam Cole win, but I'm, I'm going to say they're going to do another run-in in the finals um i i'm torn a little bit because i don't know if this makes sense here but i would love to see a kenny omega return setting up kenny omega and adam cole i think that would uh that would really turn the wrestling world on its head um especially since the rest of this card is kind of trash in my opinion there's not really anything else that's that I'm looking forward to. I don't, the only caveat to that is I don't know if Adam or if uh, Kenny Omega is quite ready yet. I know he still has had some surgeries. They were talking about uh, he might be ready for forbidden door. Um, So if he did do something, it would have to be really, really light. There's not, there's no way he could do a match anytime soon. So this would all be on the microphone, all promos and backstage stuff. Um, they wouldn't do anything until at the earliest Forbidden Door. But, oh, but that, to me, would be nice. You could come out, like, maybe trip Cole by his, like,
0: ankle, mm-hmm. and then ha- help O'Reilly win and say, yep. you tried to take the Bucs? The Bucs are with me.
1: Right. Yeah. And then at All Out, in September, there's your six-man. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be cool. I would like to see that. Uh, You got
0: me thinking now with that Omega.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, But it should be, I mean, either way, like we've talked about, I think it's going to be a good wrestling match. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole could wrestle with blindfolds on, and I think they would be able to put on a near five-star match anyway. So I'm looking forward to it, but I don't, you know, I'm not expecting there to be any earth-shattering things. I just don't know that there's a scenario where Samoa Joe... Gets out of that, uh, gets out of the semifinals to me. I, I think you're, I, and I think you both, we we're both saying the same thing like, there's yeah. gonna be a run in, they're gonna continue yeah, this gonna story a, with Jay Lethal. Yeah. He's gonna lose, yeah, yep, it's he's not gonna win the whole thing. or at the pay per view, <laughs> right? Yeah, but yep.
0: yeah, we're on the same page, only different winners in the tomorrow match,
1: so which let's, is fine. So let's flip it on the women's side then. Uh, We've got Tony Storm versus Britt Baker in the semis, and the winner of that goes on to face either Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Um, So I'll go ahead and take this one first. I. Uh I think that they're going to continue on with Britt Baker. They ha- they know that they have something big with her. They continue to give her mic time. I know Tony Storm is a big face in the company now, um, but I think she can afford to lose a match without a lot of impact to her. If Britt Baker loses to Tony Storm, I think that has a greater impact to her. And you kind of are, are left with, well, what's next for Britt Baker then? Um, so I, I see similar things with, uh, that we, we saw a little bit on the men's side. I think Britt Baker ends up winning the semis. Um, she'll go on to the finals at, um, at double or nothing. And then on the Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander front. You know, they've teased it a little bit already um, with their promos. Chris Statlander, I think, was talking, and then Britt Baker uh, interrupted her last week on uh, Dynamite, if I Mm -hmm. remember right. So I think that's probably where they're going to go with it. Um, That's AEW's style for creativity. I don't know that they can write any better rivalry than that, unfortunately. Uh, I think Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander is going to be a really good match. I'm excited to see that this week. But Chris Statlander, I think, ends up winning. And then you get Britt Baker, Chris Statlander in the finals, a double or nothing. Uh, to me, I think Britt Baker ends up winning the whole thing then. And you probably end up having uh, double Bay Bays as Owen Hart Cup champions. Um, you know, who knows if they do any stories with that or not. But, it, you know, that's where, that's where I think that it's going to go. What are your thoughts? One, I
0: agree with you on Britt Baker. She was my pick from the get-go. But I disagree with you on the Statlander Ruby. Okay. I think Ruby wins. We get Britt and Ruby at double or nothing, and Britt and her little posse helps Britt win. However, I think this leads to a six-woman tag coming up. Britt Baker and her posse... Against Jade and her posse. Hmm.
1: So how do you set that up?
0: Have Britt Baker come out, because you'll have the two Bay Right. And have have her come out say, There ain't no one in this company better than me, and then Jade Cargill say, Yeah, but I got a belt. And then Britt Baker says, Yeah, because I haven't wanted it. Mm-hmm. Now I want it. And then okay. they jump, then Jade Cargill's other two jumps, Britt's other two, and then they all jump Britt Baker, and at All Out, or at a Dynamite,
1: we have the six-person, or six-woman tag. Okay. Okay. That came off the top of my head. I I don't mind seeing a, a six-person tag. I, I like it. And I think you're right. It probably is best suited for a non pay-per-view type venue. Yeah. Uh, Dynamite or a Rampage probably makes sense. It'll be the it'll probably be the feature match on either episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, a- again, it's like, well, okay, so who comes out of whoever comes out of that with the win? Where do you go next? Right? Like you just kind you keep running with AEW. You keep running into roadblocks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, great. So you're going to do something for let's say three shows and then that's it. Like there's nothing else for either one. You're just going to book them in individual matches until eventually you come up with a story. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me to get behind. Now I, again, for, for anybody who thinks I'm an AEW hater, I love AEW stuff, man. I love their wrestling. (laughs) They've got the best wrestling right now, bar none on any of the three big uh, shows. So I'm definitely not hating on AEW quality of wrestling. What I'm hating on is the creative behind the scenes, their ability to build a story that you're invested in. Um, That's the part that I'm concerned about. And I I do want to do a quick time check. We've got just about five minutes left on the AEW pay-per-view. Okay. Um, So I think we can probably combine two matches into one because my personal feelings are the same for both matches. Um we've got Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Team Taz, which is Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. We also have House of Black, uh, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King versus Death Triangle, that's Pac, uh, Penta, and Ray Phoenix. Uh to me. I don't care about either one of these matches, man. I don't. I don't care who wins. I don't care who loses. House of Black and Death Triangle has gotten a total of, what, maybe 10 minutes of TV time this entire month, if that. So I don't know what they – if they think that they've been building onto something, I don't know what it is because that match is not anything that I care about. Plus, we've seen it already. Like This has been going on for months, and we've already seen this. It's not, yeah. you're not going to get anything but a decent match out of it. Um, it just feels like it's just lazy thrown together. Um, and then Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus and Team Taz. I Oh, and uh sorry. Um, for, uh, they also have, it's a, sorry, there's another team in that tag team match. You got Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus versus Team Taz versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Uh, sorry that I left off Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Uh, same same thoughts, though. I don't care. It feels very lazy, like they ran out of ideas for teams, and they just thought, ah, well, none of these three are doing anything. Let's toss them all together. Uh, it just, I, I don't care, uh, to be honest. I could do a prediction, but honestly, I think I'd just be picking the the best of the worst. Um, nothing here interests me.
0: I agree. Ain't nothing to say about those two matches. Yeah. 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 Um, Wake me when those matches are over. <laughs> right.
1: So you know, I do that's
0: think the Keith Lee strictly. Strickland.
1: But. Right. I, I do think we've got um, four remaining matches that that are semi interesting. Um, I'll pick the the least interesting one just because I think it's a it's good on paper, but I don't think the execution is actually going to be great. Uh, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Um, you know, they've been, the Young Bucks have been compared to the Hardys their entire careers. Um, that's, that's no secret. They've been, they've always been compared to the Hardys. To see them wrestle each other is something that I'm really excited to see. But at the same time, I wish that we had seen this a decade ago. I, I really don't know that I'm interested in seeing the Hardys wrestle at this point at all. Um, you know, I know Jeff Hardy is a name and he continues to go out there and do the worst looking swanton I've ever seen in my life. I feel for his back every single time he jumps off that top turnbuckle. Um, but it's, it just feels like a shadow of the man that we all grew up watching. And I, I, I just don't think that it's going to be as good as everybody hopes it will be. Um, now the young bucks are a top-notch team. They're gonna pull every last bit of awesome out of this match that they possibly can. I just, I just feel like we're gonna all watch this and leave feeling the same way that we're just disappointed it did not meet up to expectations.
0: Okay, uh, I saw this match once in Ring of Honor. I, I, when they announced this, I was like, uh. Eh, eh. Seen it, done it. Mm-hmm. My pick. I'll make a pick, just to pick.
1: I'll say Young Bucks. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like you said, the Hardys are a ship. Yep. And I don't think that hurts the Hardys. That doesn't do anything to elevate the Young Bucks. But what it does do, the Young Bucks would be hurt quite a bit if they lose this match. Uh, yep. they need to stay right up there at the title range, just below being the top contenders, but they need to be right up there because you're going to see part three of FTR Young Bucks very soon. It's going to come in the next couple of months. So they can't do anything to tarnish their record or to, to make them seem like less of a team than what they are. They need to continue to be one of the top teams. Uh, they, they end up coming out the victors here yeah i agree all right um let's go mjf wardlow what are your thoughts man maybe the only match that they've actually built up Uh, (laughs) oh wardlow is gonna take that
0: scarf and shove it where the sun don't shine (laughs) and get his contract and make wardlow bleed and i can't wait Mainly because Wardlow's from my hometown in Cleveland.
1: Right, right. Yep, we that's something we have in common, that Northeast Ohio uh, <laughs> uh, feel, man. It's hard to root against Wardlow. i The thing that I love the most throughout this entire rivalry, one, we all saw this coming. I mean, we saw this coming a year ago. Yep. We knew that they were going to do some sort of split at some point, point. and the story that they've told is probably the longest-standing story that AEW's had. In a really long time, we saw the rift probably starting to form. A page. Yeah, um, yeah, probably. Um, and even that, I don't think went as long as as this one has, because we started oh. to see the rift, you know, start to form when MJF would call out Wardlow to hand out the ring or to deliver a power bomb, yeah. and then he would sneak and get a victory. Uh, for his run a couple years ago, so we started to see the the seeds of all of this get planted. I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, I think it'll be a good show, but ultimately, yeah, man, Wardlow's gonna put his hands on him, and he's not gonna let go. It's gonna get ugly. Um, but I'm I'm excited because I think they're gonna do something that we probably aren't expecting in this match. I just don't know what it is. Uh, they have to continue to have the sense of real that MJF has a chance against Wardlow, mm-hmm. I, so they've got to they have to do something to even the odds a little bit. And I don't know what that's going to be, but they we have a God week to be- figure it out. We've got two two episodes left of AEW TV. Something's got to happen here to uh, to make it a little bit more even. And I just don't know what and that Wardlow- could be.
0: Wardlow has a match tomorrow night against Sean Spears in a cage with MJF as the ref. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: He that in mind. Oh, man. Yep. Um, all right. So we both say Wardlow. Uh, let's head over to uh, the the series of bodies that are going to be tossed around all over the arena. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society against Eddie this Kingston, Santana, match Ortiz, that I and Blackpool. An okay, all right. What's the explanation you need? What in the world is an anarchy in the arena match? Well, according to John Moxley, literally anything goes. Um, so yeah, an- anarchy in the streets. Anything, man. <laughs> why, why why wasn't this blood and guts match? Um, yeah, you know, that's a good question. That's a that's a real good question. I don't know. Um, probably because they like to come up with their own names for things, uh, especially those Jericho matches. Um, you know, you had Stadium Stampede, you had uh, the the Orange Juice uh, M- Orange Juice Mimosa, whatever it was match don't that he remind- did. Don't remind me of that. <laughs> I mean, there's so many gimmick matches that you get with Jericho, but they're they're always well done. So I think this was their way of kind of turning that on its head. Like, no, Jericho's not gonna dictate what happens here. We're gonna give the reins over to John Moxley, and we all know that Moxley likes blood, man, so anarchy rules. It's gonna
0: be one hell of a good match. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Moxley's team to win.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of blood in this match. We're going to see a lot of tables broken. um, Bodies literally all over the arena. I hope they've got plenty of security lined up because they're going to be going through the crowds quite a bit. Cameras better be on standby to be going all over the place. Uh, It's going to be hard to follow some of this action, but I am very excited for it. They – you know, I'm I'm I guess I'm most impressed with the power that they have made people think that Jericho Appreciation Society might actually have, because on paper, other than Jericho and Jake Hager, there's nothing in this group. They're they're really uh, Daniel Garcia maybe, but he's been jobbing lately, so. I don't know that there's really anything here. Um, I'm expecting them to definitely lose this. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, Blackpool Combat Club are going to come out the winners. Um, now, don't ex- don't be surprised if there is a little bit of a rift there. Uh, maybe you get a little bit of Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson um, going against each other or something like that. But at the end of the day, I just don't think the Jericho Appreciation Society is that strong that they could they could overcome um the other team.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, come on, Mox. I hope they got ambulances on standby. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. All right. Uh, we're a little bit over, but we'll go into the, the final match of the evening that's been announced so far. Hangman Adam Page defending his championship against CM Punk. Let I you kick it off. With me? Yeah, um, go ahead.
0: I like both these guys, but Right now, the safe bet is Hangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. I don't see them putting the belt on CM Punk.
1: Not yet. Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't know that CM Punk will ever be champion. I I think that he doesn't need the championship to be relevant. Uh, he's proven that since he returned. Um, and I think that I've mentioned this before on um, on our Twitch streams. When I see CM Punk matches and I see him struggle against the likes of Dustin Rhodes, who's nowhere near being a number one contender for any championship in in AEW right now, I watch that match and I think, yeah, okay, this is a really good match. Uh, I'm excited that this happened. But why would people leave this match thinking, ah, yeah, CM Punk is definitely the number one contender now. I don't see it. I, I really don't. If he's struggling against Dustin Rhodes, you're not beating Hangman Adam Page. Um, no. So I don't. See, I think it'll be a good match. They'll tell a story. Um, I really don't know that it's going to go anywhere after this match either. Um, which again is kind of the if CM Punk loses, what's next for either of them? I, I don't know, yeah. man. They, there's not who- a lot of long term thinking here. And after this. Who's the next challenger for Hangman? Yeah. Yep. Is it MJF? Is it Darby? Well, I mean, MJF, what's he going to... I mean, so he's going to get destroyed by Wardlow, and then all of a sudden he's the number one contender? The way Tony Khan books? Well, (laughs) right. We both better. Come on. I mean, I... If uh, if Wardlow after Wardlow beats MJF, if he doesn't go after the TV title, then I think you got to put him in line for Hangman Adam Page. He's he's uh, one of the biggest names. He's got the biggest rise right now. The crowd always pops for him and that the uh, power bomb concerto that they do. Uh, I'd love what they're doing with him. That makes sense to me. Now, I hope that they for- don't do what they've done with every other opponent that Adam Page has had, and whoever the opponent has to go through all of Dark Order. I don't even... Oh. I mean, Adam Page is a paper member of Dark Order. I don't even know why they're still on TV or they're still relevant. It kind of circles back around to what we talked about with um, with one of those first yeah, matches with Anna Jay. What is the point? Get rid of the Dark Order. They don't have to go through this... Uh, this matrix of Dark Order rejects, let's just have them build up to the match. Can we just do that and be done with it? I got a sleeper for you. A little
0: spoiler. All right. Think about this. Let's say Hangman wins, which we, I would assume, both think he will. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Music hits. Out comes Miro.
1: Yeah. Um... That's a sleeper.
0: It is. Ain't been seen. He hasn't. Or, or
1: Moxley. Maybe. Um. Yeah. I think I'd rather see Moxley Omega again. Than Moxley Page. But it's not something we've seen. Much of. So I, I do understand. Why that would be valuable. Um yeah i don't know man this is a this but we're is a tough also one.
0: trying to get in tony khan's head and figure out what he's gonna do that's yeah, a bad that's place a, to be that's
1: a bad place to be all right so there's double or nothing for you uh sorry we went a little bit over on our uh, overview of AEW double or nothing but it should be a decent show the matches of course will be really good we did skip over uh thunder rosa and serena deeb but in interest of time all right, let's yeah. just go ahead and give who you think is going to win. We'll we'll cut Thunder out the commentary. Rose. Yeah, Thunder Rose is going to win. Yep. Um, I figured that would be an easy one for us. So let's go ahead and dig in. We've, we've got a little over 15 minutes left to go in the episode uh, for, for this first inaugural episode of the Wrestling Extravaganza podcast. Uh, so let's dig into Slammiversary uh, fantasy booking. How would you like to go about doing this? Do you want to go first with what you think the card should look like, or do you want me to? Go ahead, sir. All right. Hi. Let's see here. Uh, bear with me. I did write all this down, believe it or not. I did some research, and I put some thought behind it.
0: So nice.
1: I want to see. Let me get it up. Um, let me get the my matches up. So I've got a pre-show, and I've got the the main card. Okay, I've got two matches on the pre-show. So the first of all, I think on the pre-show, one of the first things that comes out is uh, Jeremy Borash returns to do a one-night-only on commentary. Um, I think he, you know, that kind of pays homage to his time back in TNA uh, not really doing much or, or heard much from him since those days. So I would like to see that the commentary booth, in my opinion, needs some help anyway. So I think that would, uh, that would go a long ways to, uh, to help out with things. So that's one of the first of many surprises I have booked here. Um, all right. So the first match I'm going to say, and this is, probably unlikely given what we've seen but i would like to see it personally so this is why it's a fantasy booking thing because it's what i want to see and i want to see it man so let's book it damn it uh i want to see pco take on jake something
0: there's an issue with that
1: all right what's the issue Jake Jake something what i know that's why I want a fantasy book it. Ah, okay. uh, I don't think he would end up signing a, a contract, but I think you could do a one night only with him. He's left the door open that he could return if he wanted to, uh, for the, for their biggest show in the foreseeable future. I think this would be really good. I, if it would help to put that on the main card, I could see them swapping out a couple of matches here, but I think this would go a long way and it would be a really good match. It would, would prove a lot of why people, you know, think that they should have re-signed Jake something, uh, should have given him more, and uh, and it'll give Jake something a you know kind of a pedestal to stand up on and say, look, that you guys made a mistake. I'm the man. This is my chance to prove it to everybody. Interesting. Um. All right. So second match of the pre-show. Second and last match of the pre-show. And no, it's not Heath Slater and Rhino. In a tag team match. Thank God. Thank God. But it is a tag team match. Uh, Women's tag team championship match, actually. So I want to see the influence take on the beautiful people. With Velvet Sky and Angelina Love returning.
0: Okay, you got me intrigued now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I <laughs> I mean both of them are in NWA right now. They've been flexible to work other shows. I think you could do a special Slam Anniversary only type of uh type of match here. They already have the the relationship with the other um member of the Beautiful People from way back in the day. Uh now Madison Rain and the Influence. So I think there's a lot that you can do here. There's kind of a built-in story that you can tell. You don't have to fight hard to book it or to explain it. And you could just have a good match, I think. And that's what that's what you want to get the crowd going to really get some buzz. Uh, I think that's that to me is the best scenario for the women's tag team match. I struggled because I really didn't see the women's tag team championships being defended on Slammiversary. But I'm like, it's Slammiversary. You got to do something with all the champions It'd be really crappy not to do something with everybody, so this was this to me was the best of of all the availables that I could find. I like it. All right. Well, with that said, let's go into the ultimate X match. So for me, um, still keeping Ace Austin in it, of course, as the champion. Uh, I want Speedball Mike Bailey. Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, TJP, and Amazing Red, and Suicide. Oh, <laughs> couple of names we're familiar with. We haven't seen in a while. I know uh, Amazing Red is still wrestling. I think he does a lot of House of Glory, if I remember right. Uh, and Suicide could DJ be anybody that in they. Japan. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so I think they could do some things, man. They've got, they've proven that they are fine working with new Japan. They could do something on loan for one night only, especially the biggest show, uh, to get TJP. You got some talent there. You could do a really fun match with, I don't care who wins. I think you could get some of the best, uh, X division, you know, wrestlers in the world wrestling in this match and it'd be a good one. Mm.
0: Mm. Hmm. Hmm.
1: All right. I'm going to keep going. Here we go. I need some water. All right. Next up, Digital Media Championship.
0: I forgot (sighs) about that title.
1: (laughs) I almost did, too. Um, All right. So Matt Cardona with Chelsea Green by his side, wrestling W. Morrissey and Rich Swan. Now the W Morrissey reason it, they've been telling that story with right. Matt Cardona Morrissey and Chelsea Green and Jordan Grace for a while. Um, I think this is a good way to put that whole story to bed. And I wanted to get Rich Swan in a match. I didn't feel like the X Division Championship made sense for him, where where he's mm-hmm. at. He's kind of he's above X Division, but he's not quite at the. Uh, cha- the heavyweight championship range is somewhere in between, and they don't really have another championship. He doesn't have another story that he's working through, but I feel like this is one that he could slide into and have a one heck of a match. Um. So yeah, and Matt Cardona has been very entertaining in everything that he's done for gosh for the last year. So I think this would be this would be a good one. Um. All right, moving on tag team. Uh, tag team match men's tag team not a championship match but it is a tag team match uh violent by design versus honor no more versus the good brothers i want to see bodies everywhere i want to see violence i want to see who's the best team of those three because whoever comes out of that should be the number one contender and it shouldn't be the good brothers again Uh, We've already seen that with them going against the Briscoes. I don't need to see it again. Um, And you'll be surprised at who my men's tag team championship matches next. Uh, But that's coming up here later on. Okay. All right. So I wanted to do – I wanted to bring back Taya, um, Valkyrie. And to me, it makes sense since they've already done some things with her, with the AAA Reina de Reina's championship. Um, I thought it made sense. Let's go ahead and make it a championship match. I'd like to see her take on Jordan Grace. I think the two of them could have a really, really good match. Um, I think Taya can withstand a lot of Jordan Grace's momentum and her, her strength. And still come back with some believable offense off of it. So I think the two would put on a really good match. Uh, I see Taya end up winning and still going back to Mexico doing her thing, and that'd be great. Um, but I think those two would have a really good match. I did. I don't want to see her and Diana. I don't want to see her and you know Tasha Steals. I don't want to see her and Mia Yim. I don't want to see her and anybody. Like to me, I think that match is probably the the best match if you're going to bring back Taya and Taya has that history with impact uh, from her run as, as champion, you know, years ago. So I think it'd be really nice uh, again, to pay homage to that history and to have her come back and, and do something good on Slammiversary. All right. Jay White in a singles match versus James Storm. There's a name I ain't heard in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if James Storm is still wrestling. That's part of the issue here. But what I where my mind was going with this is from a booking perspective, you got the leader of the Bullet club and Jay White, and you got one of one wrestler who has been in so many different factions over his career that you got a faction guy going against a faction guy. Which one is better? And to make it even like the cherry on top of the sundae, I got a special guest referee.
0: Oh, you do not. I do. I do. You didn't. You didn't. Not the first podcast. you pull pulling everything. Okay, laying on me.
1: All right. Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle. special guest referee the and for me the rationale for that is he was also in one of the biggest factions during his time in tna main event mafia. mafia man he was the dude him and sting i think it i think it makes sense you could tell a whole story between those three and really build it up and it could be something something really really cool to watch and who um, took the wall title from Angle one time? James Storm. James Storm. Yep. Yep. So you got that history. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about that one. All right. I keep uh, I keep taking longer than I wanted to, so let me keep going here. Uh, Queen of the Mountain. I am going to keep it Queen of the Mountain, although I don't think the Women's Championship needs to be Queen of the Mountain. I just figured they book they're booking it like that anyway. Let me give it people that I actually care about. Uh, so for the Impact Women's Championship, of course you've got Tasha Steeles as the current champion, defending her championship against Diana Perrazzo, Mia <laughs> Yim, Mickey James. I know we've already seen her, but she's a she's an old timer Impact person, so it makes sense. And then I think they bring back on a one night only Sienna, uh, oh, wow. f- currently known as Allison K. I think you bring her back. Um, it's a name that people are fam- familiar with, but haven't seen an impact in quite a while. Uh, you could do something good there. I, I was torn because I thought maybe like an ODB would be good here. Um, you could do something there and and have some fun with it. But uh, Sienna to me is makes a lot of sense because she is still actively wrestling she is, um, you know, she's, she's really good in NWA right now. She's in the independents all over the place. She, she's doing some good stuff. So you don't have to, like, get her to knock off any rust or anything. I think she could come in right now and do some, some good work for you. Um, Sammy, of course, Sammy Callahan. I'm going to keep it with the story that they've already got going, although I think it's a crap story. Uh, Sammy Callahan versus Moose. It, it's low hanging fruit, so this is probably the easiest of all of them that I did. but I' like, let's just finish the story and go to something else. Um, plus, I couldn't really think of anything good for either one of them. like all right, you've already got a story there. Just go ahead and do it. Um, all right, men's Tag team championship match. Briscoes defending their titles against the motor city machine guns. reuniting for Slammiversary 20. You're pulling everybody out. Man. I am, man. I'm telling you, it's fantasy booking. I don't mess well, around when it's fantasy booking.
0: I'm giving you a spoiler. I got a three-way tag match, tag team championship match you're going to love. Alright, cool. Oh, man. I pulled out some one-night-only people, too.
1: Alright, so this next one, the the main event... Mm-hmm. And in reality, probably not possible, but I want to see it anyway. Okay. For a lot of the reasons I've already talked about with other matches and other surprise people that have come back, I want to see Josh Alexander versus Samoa Joe.
0: Oh my God!
1: Yep, I I want Gosh. to see. I know he's signed. They could do a loner type thing. He could he could come in, but he was TNA for a very long time him and AJ Styles I don't see how you have somebody like that available out there as somebody who could work your show and you don't do everything you can to bring him in I just
0: don't
1: yep yep take my money I don't care if the ring of honor is mentioned at all I don't care if the Owen Hart cup is mentioned at all if AEW is mentioned at all i just want to see that match i don't care if he comes out with the belt nope doesn't even matter just it it could be a non-title match just let them go give them 35 minutes and they could have one heck of a match and that's what that'll end the night and everybody will be talking about it the next day (laughs) ready so that's my show man yeah i'm ready for yours let's go let's do this okay first i bring back mike tonight Okay. Yep. I was
0: I was almost gonna do today, but I went boring. I, I bring say. him back. S- second, I I'm doing a Hall of Fame inductee on the pre-show. Okay. My Hall of Fame inductee inductees, and I'll make this quick. America's most wanted. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like okay, that. Okay. My- My pre-show match, just because I needed people, I'll put Rhino and Heath on the pre-show against Ziggy Dice and Johnny Swinger. Hmm. Just to get rid of them. (laughs) Loser leaves town match? (laughs) Yeah, hopefully they all lose and we ain't got to see any of them.
1: All right, all right, okay. I like where your mind's at. I only got
0: one pre-show match.
1: Okay. Because of the Hall of Fame. Because you got the Hall of Fame. Yep, yep, that's fine.
0: So my opening match will be a women's knockout tag
1: title match. (laughs) Like you. So real quick. My match. Sorry to cut you off, but Real Dash Mars just put in the chat. That match with uh, Heath and and them uh, will probably be a double Mm -hmm. count out. Okay, then they then <laughs> the fans win, and they lose. <laughs>
0: okay, I love so that. I love that. Knockouts tag title match. You know what? You and me, this is why we're a great partnership. I had the same idea. Madison Rain and her partner to kneel against the beautiful people. One night only. Nice. Heck yeah, man. But, but here's the curve. I put the knockouts tag titles on the beautiful people. Okay. All right. My second match will be oh second match is we'll do Honor No More with Chris with Eddie PCO taking on who do I want PCO against? I PCO will take you know what? Monsters Ball. Ooh. I'm improvising. Alright. PCO against Morrissey.
1: Oh, in a monster's ball? Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd,
0: they could have okay.
1: a, they could have a good monster's ball.
0: Yeah. My my third match is uh, uh, third, okay. My third match is a tag team championships. Remember that three-way like I said? I do. The Briscoes. Okay. The, ta- the, tag, the Tag Team Hall of Fame, America's Most Wanted Returns. All right. And the American Wolves.
1: Oh, wow. All right. That's, and
0: Eddie.
1: that's one I left off of mine. As you were talking there, I forgot Eddie. And I, I think you got to put him in somewhere in the show. I just didn't know where to put him. I forgot about him. Tell me that ain't fantasy booked. That's cool, man. I think uh okay. I, I think Davy Richards would be down for that too. So okay, you ready for my ultimate X? Yep, go ahead. Ultimate X six weight
0: Ace Austin Trey Miguel Speedball Bailey.
1: Yep. Nope. Austin Aries. Oh <laughs> all right, yeah. I'd love that. Frankie Kazarian.
0: Okay. And the last person, Loki.
1: Oh, man. (sighs) If Loki didn't piss off everybody, that would be awesome to me. I think he's burned so many bridges, man. I don't know.
0: Who cares? It's our
1: booking! (laughs) I know, I know. That's true, that's true. He hasn't burned your bridge, so you're good. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Next match, you know what?
0: I forgot about the digital media. So, you know what? We'll do Cardona Mm -hmm. against. You know what? We'll do it three way Cardona, Kenny King, and Jordan Grace. Oh, okay. Give Kenny King something. All right. My knockouts title match will be still Queen of the Mountain, even though I think it's. a stupid idea. Yep. Tasha, Tasha Steels. Diana Perrazzo. Uh, Mia Yim. I don't believe this name's gonna come out of my mouth because we talked about it at no surrender.
1: Oh, no. No, you're not. No, you're not. Tessa Blanchard.
0: Yeah. And Rosemary. <laughs> yeah, I said the oh. name. Tessa. Wow. Okay. And Tessa wins the title. Just to watch, I just want to see it burn. Oh, wow. All right. Okay, I you, you and me had the same match Sammy against Moose. Yep, yep. And my main event, buckle your seatbelt. For the wall title, Fatal 4-Way. Josh Alexander. Brian Danielson for one night. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Christopher Daniels. And the last man, will be Who was that? that? Oh, All Ego,
1: Ethan Page.
0: <laughs> and that's how you book fantasy booking.
1: Oh, wow. All right. Well, I did. We did get some criticism in the chat. Um, of course. Scooby says you can't forget Motor City Machine Guns.
0: Oh. Uh. Okay, Uh. okay, fine. Add them to the tag title match. (laughs) Four-way.
1: You get a four-way tag title match?
0: Yeah. Oh, man, you know
1: you're getting dangerously close to a four-on-four. And we talked about that during No Surrender, how I hate those 10-man tag matches and stuff. You just get bodies tossed around all over the place. And it's like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. Elimination. That'd be cool. That'd be a nice twist to it. I like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Elimination Fatal 4.
1: Uh, Real Dash Mars in the chat says, uh, for the digital media title, uh, Cardona, Havoc, and Joey Ryan in a three-way.
0: That guy still exists?
1: <laughs> Joey Ryan? Okay, fine. Oh, man. Actually, How I got a Matt unique Morgan? idea. Uh, I don't know, uh, dash. So here, here's one dash says, actually, I got a unique idea. Saban versus Shelly one versus one. Uh, I, I mean, I think they've already done that a, a few different times. Um, yeah. it, you know, I mean, they've yes, they're, that. they're really good, but I think they've already come out pretty outspoken that they're not going to do that again. Um, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no story to tell there, but I mean, yeah, in terms of a good match, I don't disagree with you. But Saban
0: um, and Shelly already said they don't want to do it again.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. All right, man. We are we are way over time. I apologize that my portion took so long, uh, but I, I appreciate you staying it staying in there with me. Uh, guys, this has been our first podcast. This is the first episode of Wrestling Extravaganza. Uh, if you're watching this here on Twitch, uh, thank you so much for your support uh, on twitch.tv slash Ultimates or Talk. Uh You can also find us anywhere. If you're listening to this on podcasts, anywhere the podcasts are downloaded, you can visit us on www.ultimatesportstalk.com. Uh, and you can also visit this uh, video replay on our YouTube channel, uh, just search for Ultimate Sports Talk on YouTube. Uh, guys, this has been Greg Mitchell uh, from Ultimate Sports Talk. This has been Jay Quick from Ultimate Sports Talk. Thank you guys so much for your time. This has been a lot of fun. We are going to do this podcast regularly every week uh, from 6.30, uh, starting at 6.30. Uh, some episodes we may do an hour. Some we may do a half hour. kind of depends on what's happening in the world of wrestling, but you can guarantee that at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, we will have another episode of Wrestling Extravaganza with the two of us fun-loving Northeast Ohio dudes. Uh, So with that, any final words, uh, my friend, before uh, before we end this episode? This was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah, man, definitely. All right, buddy, we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Have a good evening.